Welcome to the Thought Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Kent. And I'm Randy Baker. And on the Thought Leader Podcast, we search the world for interesting and fascinating and sometimes remarkably smart guests who are going to challenge the way you think, they're going to inform you of things that you may not have thought about, and they're going to ignite your imagination as we discuss all sorts of topics. All right, without further ado. Nola, I kind of wanted to just dive in and ask you, what makes you, I mean, I yeah, barely know you, but what makes you different than all of the other folks out there thinking about the internet and social media and being an influencer and all the different things? What makes you different? Yeah, so I would probably say it would be my unique story and my background and how I sort of started and got into it. Yeah. So what what does that look like? What is your what is your story? How did you get into it? Yeah, so my background sort of coming from a um, small town in Africa and then really just diving into my creative side and walking in this, you know, stepping into this world of digital marketing and social media. Um, and then just finding my passion then my and being able to express, you know, being able to actually tell my story and practice storytelling through visual, video, um, and copy as well. So those kind of things. That's great. So, uh, and I'm really curious about how you ended up going from, now you're in Sydney. How did you end up going from uh, the small town in Africa to Sydney? That's a long journey. Oh, so it was just an opportunity that I got to come over and do a little extra study um, and to move here. And then it was actually that shift that allowed me to see a whole world that was out there um, in digital marketing and what was going on and the kind of um, potential that was there to really, you know, tap into that and even build a business and be able to, you know, create an income from that and to be able to influence, you know, people and to reach larger audiences and to see that there's so much capacity and so much potential that can be in this, um, you know, industry. So I'm, I'm very curious just to kind of, this is my part of the business. I'm always trying to get into people's story. Mm-hmm. So what, what made you curious about Australia that got you from your, your small town growing up all the way to Sydney? Yeah, so that was not really much of a story. It was more just because I had family here as well. And then I got the opportunity to um, come to Australia. So, all right. And you talked about kind of that gave you the opportunity to sort of figure out social media and and so on. Um, what is it What is it that, that you do in social? And you use the word strategist um, and scaling and uh, marketing and all these different things. What what do you do kind of from day to day? Are you trying to figure out how people get more clients or how they look better, how they can become influencers? What is it that you're doing every day? Yeah, so it's pretty much helping business owners um, tap into um, social media and being able to find different ways how they can 
reach their audience, either generating leads or just building brand awareness through social media um, using you know different platforms, different strategies. So just keeping a tap on that and what's um, happening with trends and you know what what emerging platforms are coming up and how can business owners um, tap into these platforms um, to scale and build and you know grow their businesses. And what do you think people are doing wrong in general? Uh, if there if there's one thing that that you see across the board, what are they doing wrong? I think one of the biggest things that I I do see is that people usually try and focus on their products, on how great they are, or you know how amazing or innovative they are, and they completely miss the connection with people and really trying to ins- tell the story of their brand and helping the audience actually connect to that. And to be able to insert themselves, you know, in that story and to visualize how they can use that product or that offer and how it can help them. So really building that connection with their audiences, really. And if you're looking at uh, your own your own work, do you, do you find that um, you're kind of doing things the right way or do you find that it's it's tricky to do your own marketing while you're working with others to do their marketing? Yeah. Um, that's, that's always a big one. I think with, with, with marketers is you can tend to neglect your own marketing, um, when you're focusing, you know, on helping others and working a lot with your clients, but it's really trying to create a balance with that. Yeah. So creating my own content to, um, telling, sharing my story so that I'm building my brand as well as helping my clients as well. So the place where I see you kind of being a thought leader for, you know, for someone like me is, and for your clients, I'm sure, is that you are kind of of an age where you understand older folks and younger folks. So I'm, I'm interested in kind of hearing what your perspective is on how young people are perceiving reputations. So for, for example, you know, if I'm out there um, saying something and I'm trying to be on TikTok, you know, how is that perceived you know where where are things going how can people reach their audiences in a better way yeah um so can you just clarify with that sure sure yeah so if 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 you're trying to reach let's say john doe uh marketer is is trying to sell a product to you know 15 to 25 year olds what should what should she do jane doe (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, so with with this um, and really, you know, having that experience of working with business owners who are targeting completely different audiences. And so for this Jane Doe, I would say it would really be tapping into that 15 year old. And if they have kids, it's probably easier for them if they have teenage kids or like me with teenage nephews and really trying to tap into what are they spending their time doing in a day to day? What are they doing from, you know, the moment they wake up to the moment they sleep and sort of trying to map out their day? You know, they're in school from this hour to this hour. So what are they doing outside of that? Or are they, you know, on their phones during school? So when you sort of trying to analyze and sort of go back um, on, you know, what, what are these people doing? What are they thinking? You know, What's bothering them at the moment? It's probably their parents, you know, type of thing. But um, what 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 sort of things are they sort of what are their pain points um, for for those kids? Or what are they interested in? Where where are they migrating? Which platforms are they most on? So then, if you realize, you know, 
they're probably on TikTok and they're doing this and this is where I need to be. It's more now saying, how can I get in front of them? What kind of content will actually interest them? But if you've done sort of that background research of understanding what they're into, where their mindset is at that age that they're at, what their interests are, it's easier for you to sort of then include that in your content and be able to resonate with that audience to get down to their level and be able to connect and build that connection with them. Interesting. Yeah. So it sounds, it sounds like you understand that young demographic in a way. How would you sort of map out the different audiences? You know, that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, you know, uh, interesting to kind of see how passionate you are about that audience. Is there, I mean, obviously trying to reach a, uh, an audience of, you know, 30 something mothers, trying to reach an audience of, I don't know, 60 year old retirees uh, what's what are your favorite demographics um i'll probably say for me um you know as a millennial is i'm probably more connected to that group and understanding exactly being able to resonate with you know growing up in the 90s and doing all of that um that kind of shift as well but i think in no matter what kind of demographic you're you know sort of targeting or going after it's the same strategy and sort of trying to understand, you know, the conversations that they're having outside of when they're talking about their business or when they're on their day-to-day lives and what are they doing, what are they thinking about, you know, those kind of things, what's keeping them up at night and sort of trying to walk in their shoes, really, and being able to then put your content and your branding to really resonate with that specific audience. Very cool. So how are you... How are you sort of building your business and are you thinking of, of scaling it bigger? What's, what, are, what process are you in right now? Yeah, so right now, uh, um, process of growth um, and sort of right now in the middle of building my team as well, um, which is quite an exciting time to be in, adding more, you know, experts, you may say. So the, the graphic designers, the content creators and just growing the team um and excited to see where you know we're gonna go that's cool and as um as a young woman of color do you find that there's a difference between audiences online i guess it's different in different generations but how separated out are we how how different are we in our groups how isolated in our certain little silos are we and are you seeing some mixing are you seeing some change um, so in terms of age or just demographic? Age, demographic, all of that. So so in terms of, you know, um, we're having so many challenges, you know, with different groups of people around the world, right? Yeah. You know, obvious racism has always been there. Sexism has always been there. Obviously, it carries through social media. There's some pretty horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. But is it getting better? Is it changing? Are we staying in our own groups? What's the big picture for you? Yeah, um, so from where I stand, I would probably say that from what I can see is that there is there has been a shift ever since last year as well, where there is more mixture and integration and but there is still that I think what um most people would probably resonate with is that people like comfort zones. So there are still those groups who prefer, you know, hanging around with pe- more people like them. 
because that's, you know, comfort. They know they can relate better. They know. So there is still, you know, there's groups where there's, there's so much mixture and diversity and there's also the niche um, groups where it's targeting, you know, you know, specific demographics and they feel like they can relate better to them. Yeah, but I think one of the biggest things I would say is probably being a woman of color and also interacting with other um, either creatives or business owners who are women of color. And one of the biggest things that I always hear from them is sort of this fear that, you know, they won't, you know, be able to grow their businesses or scale their businesses as quickly because, you know, of the color of their skin or of where they're from. So me sort of being African as well, which is something I used to think when I first started out. But that's certainly not the case now. And, you know, seeing how things are changing and shifting, I think we're going to see more of, you know, growth and just interaction and hopefully just more people sort of believing and sort of walking past um, these obstacles and being able to grow their business. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat to see young people, women and people of color all represented in what you're doing. You know, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. It, it should be a world where everyone has equal opportunity, but it's, it's not. Yeah. So it's wonderful to see what you're building and what you've built and what's next for you. If we were to look, I don't know, 10, 15 years down the road, are you wanting to, yeah, what are you wanting to do? Yeah. So I think just build out, you know, my business as um, an agency. And one of the biggest things I'm passionate about is really just empowering um, other women, you know, women, African women, women of color, or just in general, all women to tap into the, you know, creative um, power and be able to sort of uh, build businesses around that. Um, So, yeah, so I I love that I get to sort of do opportunities like this and also um, educate small business owners um, and, you know, sort of uh, help them scale as well. Awesome. And where can people find you and find out about you? Yeah, so people can find me on Facebook at Nola Mutogo or on TikTok at Nola Mutogo as well. You have to spell that out for most folks. Sure. So it's N-O-L-A. M-U-T-O-G-O. That's awesome. And of course, I, I love the name Nola because, well, you have to tell me what it means. But for me, uh, part of my childhood was in Louisiana and Nola is the nickname for New Orleans. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I've heard that before. But what does it mean? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I think my <laughs> okay. parents just um, nice. heard it somewhere and they thought it was such a beautiful name and they'll name their daughter that. And then hence. Well, I <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. Well, such such a pleasure to talk with you. Um, can't wait to see what you do next. It's great talking to you, Ken. This has been such a wonderful conversation today. It was surprising. It was intriguing. It was interesting. And this is just an example of the types of guests that we have on the Thought Leader podcast. And we would love you to subscribe so you get to hear the next issue. Or you can visit our our website. Our website is thoughtpartnergroup.com. And at the top, you'll see a little button that says, take the assessment. In one minute, you can take the assessment and get a response from us. We'll read everyone. All right. Take care. Have a good life. And we'll see you on the next one. (laughs) 